Hey everybody, welcome to That Kind of Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 10. Ooh, double digits. No, And, just as a little bit of a precursor, it is technically before Halloween when mm-hmm. we're recording this. We're getting ready for our big extravaganza, so if you hear anything spooky and scary, it's we're not haunted. Uh-huh. No, that we know of. Today. Yes. Today. But. So, um, we do apologize in advance if you hear something, so... Um, you never know. You never know around here. No. So I'm Jenny Olson Payton. I'm Dia Kappelman. And Dia is actually going to uh, tell us a little story. And is it unsolved? It is very solved. Is it paranormal? It is not paranormal. Can you give me your face when I tell you that I'm doing? I don't know if I can do it for real. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> I was editing that video, and if you haven't seen our TikTok, I highly recommend you go over and see the TikTok of Dia's face and. Literally every scene was various looks of anger and hatred directed towards me. <laughs> but we're still friends. Okay. It's, it's friendly hatred. We've had a couple weeks of therapy, so we we're, doing, we're doing much better. Things are looking up. <laughs> Intense, impatient therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but on our TikTok, we also have uh, that spooky sound. Yes. When that's Yeah, that was from the other day. That was yet another spooky sound. So this has been a, a week of spookiness around here. It has, this has been a real week. It's always okay. weak, it's almost yes, done. Yes, that's exactly right. All right, this one's not spooky. Okay, and it's solved. So I'm I'm disappointed already. But I, no, I think you're going to get really okay. irritated. Okay, and it's going to be fun for me anyway. <laughs> so, what are you, one of my kids? <laughs> I'm your friend. I like to irritate you. This it's is, fun. This is true. Tune yes. in next week when I. <laughs> Wait, what are you complaining about? Me irritating you. I have an unsolved paranormal for you. It's Halloween! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, All All right. right. So we are going to talk about Gretchen Anthony. Okay. Gretchen Anthony grew up in New Jersey. Okay. She went to fashion school in New York City. Ended up becoming a teacher back in New Jersey. She settled in Florida. Still teaching. Had a daughter in 2008. She left teaching around 2014 to take an HR position with an electrical contractor. Oh, that sounds like jumping right from the skillet to the fire. Oh, yeah. But she got to connect more with people, and that's really what she loved. That's what she was known for. She lit up a room. Everybody loved her. She started working out at Orange Therapy. Okay. And that is where she met David Anthony. He was a personal trainer there. And he had, as a child, he had been overweight. He was 6'7", so he was constantly bullied for his size. Tall guy, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was a tall, big boy. Yeah. Um, He had had several issues growing up, um, depression, and they also believe that he struggled with bipolar disorder. He Mm -hmm. was never diagnosed. But because of these mental illnesses, instead of taking medication, he wouldn't. He poured himself into physical fitness and well-being. And so that's how he got into college as a basketball player, ended up idolizing Kobe Bryant, even had a dog named Kobe. Oh. And he shows up a couple times in the story. The dog or Kobe Bryant? <laughs> Both, actually. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, then he ended up getting a job as a trainer, eventually landing at Orange Therapy, where he met Gretchen. The sparks were immediately... Uh, she was seven years older. Okay. But everybody said they just, you could feel the chemistry between them. It was a given that something was going to happen. They dated for several years, ended up getting engaged in late 2014, and married in March in 2015. Elvis, 
chapel in Vegas. That's the way to do it. If you're going to do it. I'm telling you. Um, so then the first few years of marriage were pretty good. Everything was fine. He was, everybody said that he was a great stepdad. He yeah. really seemed to care for the daughter. That was my question. So she had her daughter going into the marriage. She did. And he accepted the daughter completely open arms. That's awesome. Very but nice. I have a feeling it. I have a feeling it was awesome. It was awesome. Until, until it wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> yup. Um, the last three years started getting really rocky. He started becoming more and more manic. At one point, he thought the world was ending. So he loaded food and shoes into his truck and took off. Mm. And he kind of became so obsessed with the world. No clothes, ending. just shoes. Shoes. Um, no, it was never listed in anything I read. It talked about shoes, food, and... Well, I mean, if you're going to run around naked, you probably do want shoes on because, you know... You might have sensitive feet. You might have. you got to protect your feet. That's the most important part. Right there. Yeah. <clears throat> We're not talking about logic here. Yes, this is true. So, um, she began being more open with her friends about his increasing irregular erratic behavior. He became verbally abusive. And she one time texted her friend, I'm watching him on the cameras and waiting for him to go to bed. Then I'll go downstairs and get a knife to put under my pillow just in case and hopefully get some sleep. So it, I can't even imagine living that kind of existence. Yeah. yeah. And there is nothing, if he's in these manic episodes, there's no logic, there's no reason behind it. Right. Well, it sounds like they had a really, it sounds like he just completely changed too. So mm -hmm. that even makes it almost worse in the fact that, you know, you have no idea what, who this person is and you've been married to them for a couple years, years at this, this point. And from what I understand, he seemed to display those symptoms throughout his life, but these last few years are when it became completely unhinged. Yeah. So I don't know if there was a trigger there or if it was just an age or just the progression of his mental illness. Yeah. But something was there. So it could have been one of those, yeah, we struggle with this and then it's fine. Right. And it turned into yeah. bad. In Christmas, on Christmas Eve of 2019, she actually found her wedding ring, her passport, her driver's license, her credit cards in his backpack. And that's when she started to get really, like, this is it. There's no more. This is terrifying. Why would yeah. he have all of this? So she separated from him that year, keeping in mind it's Christmas Eve. Hey. She kicked him out. He moved in with his mom, and she changed the locks and got cameras, more cameras. Yeah. In February of 28, 2020, she filed for divorce. Okay. So we're also then talking just the tip of COVID. Yes. Oh, where to be? Yeah. So in between that time when they separated and then she filed, she was kind of trying to move on with her life. She had started dating, getting out back to her a little bit more, mm -hmm. David was having some struggles. Right. He, um, in January of that year is when Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. Oh yeah. And they said David took it like they were best friends. He would wail and cry mm -hmm. and cause a scene. He couldn't conduct his classes because he was falling apart in his classes. Wow. He wasn't showing up for work. And when he did, he was, um, being aggressive he would show up late. Just work was falling apart for yeah. him. 
So it's like everything was falling apart. Yes, because then he tried to go on a date on March 7th. Okay. Um, so about a week after she had filed for divorce, he tried to go on a date. They went to this paint pottery class. And he started acting so completely inappropriate that his date and the instructor said, stop, no more, we're done. Yeah. The date took him back home and to draw, I guess his truck was there or something, but he came inside and started unpacking his clothes and food that he had brought from his mom's house. Could you imagine being on that date? <laughs> it had to be awful. Dude, take your shoes and go. Take, take everything and oh. mom, food from your mom's house. Oh. That's pretty rough. Um, but she tried to get him to leave. He wouldn't. And then he wouldn't leave her property. And she ended up having to call the police. I heard called a security company, called the police, or threatened to call the police. But either way, it got him to leave. leave. But it was a rough time doing it. So then he kind of pulled that stunt again about a week later at Gretchen's house. Okay. So his soon-to-be ex-wife. Banging on her door, banging on her windows, ranting about the end of the world again, something he was very obsessed with. And he wanted to escape to Costa Rica before it did end, which I was like, I gotta see that. Get yeah. on the beach if the world's gonna end. Let's end in style. Seems like a lot of work if the world's gonna end. I'd be like, I'm gonna be in the bathtub with something good. I don't know. <laughs> a book. A book. Yeah. A book, a pint of ice cream. Ooh, yeah. I, I'd splurge for Ben and Jerry's for that. Okay, the world's ending. I'm getting Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> So, um, she eventually got him to leave. Okay. But later that day, so that happened late night, early morning. Later that day, a uh, police officer saw him just walking around, acting nervous, acting suspicious around this group of teenage girls. He approached the teenage girls. Something happened there. The police officer also noticed that his license plate had black electrical tape, kind of obscuring it in yeah. some way. And so, decided to pull him over. He became very resistant and almost not violent, but belligerent. Yeah. And so, they then tried to subdue him. He's 6'7". He reached for something in his truck. It turned out he had a large Bowie knife in his truck. But nothing happened. Yeah. He was arrested for resisting arrest. And his mom actually wanted to leave him in there for a few days because she realized he's probably having this manic episode. Something is going wrong. Yeah. Maybe leave him in there. Let him kind of calm down. But he was so concerned because that meant that Kobe was in this um, shelter. He didn't want Kobe there. Oh. Yeah. Why didn't someone take care of Kobe for him? I don't know. I was more concerned about Kobe <laughs> during this. But um, after a few days, she ended up posting bail for him. He got out. Poor Kobe. Poor Kobe. I know. Really, it was... I know. It's okay. Did he Kobe's not get, fine. Did he not get mental help because he was worried about his dog? Because I get that. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's like, oh no, this story makes a lot more sense now. I get it. Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this is kind of what's been happening to him and then, like you said, all of this is... He's talking about the world ending, and then COVID is hitting. Everything is getting shut down because the world is yeah. really ending. So that didn't help at all. So did he think the world was ending before COVID? Mm -hmm. He seemed to have always struggled with that, and then COVID didn't help. Somebody that has anxiety disorder, that's that's like, that's like the worst thing ever. Oh, God, maybe the world's going to end. 
holy crap, the world is actually going to end. Well, can you imagine if you've gone... It seemed like you struggled with it for a while, but if you're like, the world's going to end, and everybody's like, no, it's not. And then Corona hits, and then everybody's like, I don't know. Can't leave your house. You might be right about this one, guy. Everyone's going to die. Oh, yeah. Lord. So, um, Gretchen, on March 19th, she was pretty active on social media. She actually posted, when chaos is all around you, the wisest choice is to create peace within you. Okay. And that was her last Facebook post. Mm. She stopped responding to friends, to family, stopped doing anything on social media, and even stopped sharing her location with her daughter, which was something that she was almost obsessive about. How old was her daughter at this point? Twelve. Ugh. And... Well, so this poor little girl. Yeah. And her boss texted her on Sunday, but didn't hear back texted her Monday after Gretchen didn't check in for work and she asked if she was okay didn't hear anything texted her Monday night saying okay are you okay can I help you can I bring something about what's going on yeah. Tuesday morning she got a response back and this is what it said tested positive for coronavirus early this morning that's the bad news but I'm at a CDC coronavirus treatment center that only handles COVID cases. The good news is that my blood type has potential to be used in the cure. Not sure if you remember me saying that I have a strain of mad cow disease in my blood. Well, that strain is significant in gathering more answers to find a cure. For safety purposes, Dr. Sinclair and her team are strongly recommending that we maintain contact with immediate family members only. I'm using my mom. Sounds legit, right? Sadly, during the time of early COVID, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Everybody was so uncertain about what was going on that it was almost kind of like, ooh, well, I don't know, maybe. To the CDC, I mean, yeah, I've seen, I've seen Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. I mean, I know about those CDC camps. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Here's a spoiler alert. There was no such CDC camp. Um, but over the course of those days Gretchen had been sending out texts to her mom to her sister to friends to family explaining that she had COVID even to her daughter and described how her condition was getting worse and worse to the point that her lungs were failing and she was on a ventilator mm-hmm. but her family and her friends were looking at this going this they're making grammatical errors she doesn't it doesn't sound like her it doesn't feel like her something is wrong because how do you not call your mom to say that you have covid or anything but the thing is they couldn't go check because COVID. nobody was allowed yeah COVID. well and so, i mean i didn't i slept for eight days straight so i don't think i talked to my mom for eight days straight but that's which is really unusual but yeah that's but just, you, you i don't know you wouldn't tell your mom Don't worry, Mom. Good morning. Good morning, Mother. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. (laughs) You text your mom, good morning. My name is Jenny. I am your daughter, and I have COVID. (laughs) The government has picked me up. Don't worry. I'm okay. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) I'm blinking, Mother. So they ended up on March 25th calling a welfare check on her just because it didn't sound right. So at this point, it's been several days that they haven't heard. 
So police pulled up to her home where they saw that the garage door was locked, but the key was broken inside the lock. Okay. So they forced their way in where there was an incredibly strong smell mm. of cleaning agents. Yeah. And the police, luckily the police were very um, proactive in the situation. Sometimes we've heard where they weren't. Well, which is amazing because, I mean, like, I, re- I mean, the world was going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, everything yeah. was being cleaned. With bleach, because that's bleach. what they told you to do. So, so luckily, they even looked at that and thought, no, it still doesn't seem right. Because yeah. walking to someone's house in early 2020 and smelling bleach, you no longer thought you killed somebody. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Germs are gone. So then they, um, the other thing that they did see, though, in the garage was that there were wires hanging from the wall, looking almost like something electrical had been there and had been torn out of the walls. Like, I don't know, maybe cameras. So then they forced their way inside the house and they found broken picture frames. They found blood on her comforter and they found bloody towels in the washing machine. Mm. So did he not start the washing machine? I wondered about that. Did it not work? Did he not get that far? Wait, we don't know that it's him. We're not that far in the story. Sorry. We don't know that anything's happened. Gretchen has has coronavirus right now in a special CDC center. Mm -hmm. So then they actually did check in because she originally said she was at a medical center first. Right. They checked with the medical center. The medical center said she hasn't been a patient here for over 10 years. And then when they looked for the special CDC center... It didn't exist. And the police were like, hmm, hmm, this seems really sketchy. We should go check it out. They went to the medical center. So the first place she said she was at, her car was there. Oh, Lord. With her purse in the front seat. They looked at the surveillance cameras, and a very tall man happened to be driving it up, parked it, and walked away. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> They started. It was just a doctor from the CDC. It's okay. It was fine. Yeah. It was the doctor that picked her up to take her to the CDC camp. And put everything covered in bleach. Yes. It's good. Um, so then the police canvassed the neighborhood, and one neighbor said that he noticed a soapy substance that was pouring out of the driveway shortly after Gretchen had gone missing. And then another state neighbor stated that on March 21st, hit him. I heard a really serious woman scream, just screaming, like she was being attacked. And then I heard her scream, no. And then I heard something about, it hurt, stopped it, stop it. The scream was really serious. She actually went out to go figure out where the scream was coming from and never could. It had stopped by then, but she never called the police. Kind of back to that whole, I don't want to bother you. Okay, just taking a breath here. Okay. 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 Bother the police. Bother. If you hear someone scream, because that's not children screaming. That's not them playing. If somebody is saying, no, it hurts, stop it, bother the police. And if the police don't listen, bother them again. But she did notice a black Nissan truck parked near Gretchen's home and took a picture of it. This is the part that gets a little funky. So a neighbor saw the truck in Gretchen's driveway and took a picture of it. And then later that day, I guess another neighbor saw it parked close and took a picture of it. But nobody called the police. I've just seen all these neighbors. 
but not calling the police. I know. I'm telling you. They could basically map out what happened here, but at no point they called the police. It's nine, one, <laughs> one. Do we, do we need a logo or a... <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was a black Nissan truck. Okay. You'll never guess who drives a black Nissan truck. Her mom. Oh, yes. Kobe Nailed Bryant. it. Co it was Kobe Bryant. Oh. Um, so, guessing that David did, in fact, drive a black Nissan truck, they went to go find him at his mom's house. And his mom was like, no, don't worry. Gretchen texted me just this morning. It's cool. And they said, let's look at that text. Um, and she said that on March 24th, David packed up, took Kobe, and left. And basically, it was another one of those... He's Kobe escaped. up for adoption somewhere. He's found a very happy home. Okay, good. I did follow up on that. Thank God. <laughs> so his mom figured... He was headed to Costa Rica, but this wasn't anything that she was super concerned. I mean, mental well-being, yes, but does it mean that he did something wrong? No, no because yeah. this is normal for him. So they tracked his phone and Gretchen's phone, who they were actually pinging together through Florida, through Texas, and then through New Mexico. And as they followed him, they found out he stopped at pawn shops trying to sell Gretchen's jewelry. They ended up getting him on the phone where they explain where he explained Gretchen is fine. No worries. All good here. She was alive. Somehow I don't believe you. You don't think so? Put her on the phone. No, no, no. No, she had left. Okay. I mean she was with him, but now she was gone. Well she has COVID, so she just can't talk. Uh no, and they said that. They were like, uh they asked him, I wish I could remember exactly they were like, but I thought she had COVID and he was like it was essentially his answer. Um, but they had to run because Gretchen found financial malfeasance at her job. So she feared for her life. So they had to leave his car. It was her idea to leave her car at this medical center and then take a different car. And then they were going together. Without their daughter. Without their daughter, who she loves, but they got Kobe. And once she hit El Paso, she bailed. You know the daughter's like, you took the dog and not me. Yeah, I don't think Poor the daughter. Kid. I think even the 12-year-old daughter was looking at this going, the fuck? <laughs> so the police were like, why don't you come see us? And he was like, why, why don't I not? <laughs> that was no some thanks. grammar there. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't you know COVID is going around? I can't leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you a Costa Rica? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> he was such a gaslighter, though, that they'd be like, you're in New Mexico, and he'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm looking oh. right at you. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yes. You can't see me. So police were like, hey, New Mexico police, can you help us out? And New Mexico police were like, yes. <laughs> Picks him up. There was no Gretchen in the truck, but he already explained that. Yes. She bailed in El Paso in a completely different car that wasn't her that they just, I don't know. Um, inside his truck, they found two Amazon Echo devices and some security cameras that looked like they had been detached from the wall. Hmm. They didn't have enough to detain him for anything, but they kept his truck. Okay. So while they had his truck, on March 30th, they were finally able to get into the cloud that was attached to her um, 
security system. No one understands the cloud. <laughs> Thank God. Um, so this this part's gonna get really hard. Okay. So I'm gonna go through it really quick. Okay. So the cloud caught what actually happened okay. on that night. So on March 21st, the night that the woman heard the screams early in the morning, at 6 a.m., you see a tall man just loitering around her garage. Her garage was detached from her house. She opens up the door, and then she's forced, and she's screaming, but her screams are muffled by this tall man back into her garage. She starts screaming, Alexa, turn on the garage lights. They do. Then she starts screaming, Alexa, call 911. But she didn't have that function set up. So it couldn't. You've, and you've, and this is going to be another, I'm just, all I'm picturing is you've not seen us, have you? It's, it's no. a scary movie. No. And there's not. a scene very much like that in which it just, the, the amazing part of technology, I mean, it's amazing. It is. But that would be so frustrating. Yes. She called for Alexa to call 911 three times. And you could hear muffled thuds and groans. And so every time she called, it was getting quieter and quieter. It was awful. Alexa. She didn't have it set up. We can't have our set up. You can? I can't. Why? Because my bird oh. can actually say, okay, Google. And so she turns on Google. She turns on her favorite. She really likes like fiesta music. And so I will come home and there will be fiesta <laughs> music playing and she is bobbing, but she does it in my husband and I's voice. So she can actually perfect that. Okay, Google. And I'm like, Bailey, what are you doing? She's over there. Bobbing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I can't even imagine if I programmed it to call 911. You say call 911, fiesta music. And Bailey is like, I don't know what's going on, but it's a party in here. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, why can't you play like, you know, classic rock? I mean, in every single, I mean, it's, and it's like every single time, it is fiesta music. That's really funny. I'm like, girl. Okay, sidebar. <laughs> no, we need. I feel like we needed that kind of break because that got yeah. really heavy, and I'm trying to keep it. Yes. Not gruesome. All right. Here's where we get really grateful for dumb criminals. You then see David Anthony come into frame with his big dumb face looking up at the camera and taking it off the wall while, while Gretchen's bloody head is in the back. So you can't even say, oh, I wasn't there, I didn't know. You're literally caught in the scene. So that very day, Police got a warrant for his arrest. Thank God. Zero delays. And they were able to pick him up on March 31st because he had been emailing back with the New Mexico Police Department about getting his truck picked up. Yeah. So they kept in touch with him, and it was a great way to make sure that he didn't flee to Costa Rica. Well, I'm just, I'm like amazed because this is like in the heart of the shutdown. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember going, I mean, I was working that whole time, and I remember getting in my car and driving and it being a ghost town. So yeah. I can't even imagine. It probably did help maybe during the shutdown that he was out and about because he would be one of the few people that didn't have a home to go to. He didn't really have somewhere to go to. Yeah. He had to just be out and they found him out. He was, I think by a gas station. So 
they tried to find out from him where Gretchen's body was, and he was like, she's alive. And they were like, dude, we know she's not alive. And he was like, no, she is. She's alive. Like, we have, um, we have video of you. And he said... <laughs> no, you don't. No, this is what, literally what he said. We have, they told him, we have video of you. And he said, you don't have video of me killing her. And I think at a certain point, because I was reading part of the transcripts, the police were just like, what? So, Defiant doesn't even begin to cover. His, it was two hours of an interview before he asked for a lawyer. 35 times he said, she's still alive. They were like, we saw her bloody head. She's still alive. Was the head detached? Mm-mm. Okay. So no, just, it, it was, was just still, the yes. angle. Okay, that's the angle. Just... And so, um, they haven't even released it because I guess it's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah. Um, but he was just like, mm-hmm. she's fine. This went on for eight months. So finally, in December of 2020, they made a deal with prosecutors that he would plead guilty and lead them to her body only if he got 38-year prison sentence, no death. Why 38 years? That's what they agreed on. Okay. Which is funny because the one you just talked about was 36, no, 37 and 36, and now we're at 38. Um, it might have been, um, I think he was charged with second degree manslaughter or murder. I can't remember. See, so that could have been something. One of these days I'm going to do Patty Pruitt. Mm-hmm. And I want to give it the absolute respect because it's, it's something that really, really bothers me that, mm-hmm. that people like this have 36 and 37 years and mm-hmm. she is yeah, still in bad. prison. But they had, they worked with a family on this, and basically the family said, I don't care, I want her body more than I want him locked away. So the family were, yeah. was a pretty big proponent of, just just find her. Yeah. More than, so they were pushing behind that as well. Yeah. So this man, who 35 times in two hours said, she's still alive, was like, right, I'll show you where she's at. She was actually only three miles from her house in a wooded area behind Walmart, and she was wrapped in a blanket, and how nobody had found her was shocking. They didn't know really to look for her, but she was still in somewhere that... COVID. I mean, COVID. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. I had thought about that. Yeah. So they ended up finding her. Mm-hmm. They ended up being able to lay her to rest. He is scheduled to be released from prison in 2058, and he will be 81 years old. But mm. her friend said, and this is how I wanted to end it on this note. Oh, Kobe. Let's end it on another happy note. Please. Kobe found a very happy family. Good. Um, but her friend said, if one person was touched by how much she loved people, by how much she loved her child, by how much she just loved living life to the fullest, then her life mattered. It's very good. So I feel like we are, I'm touched. Yeah. Now you're touched. You are all touched. So we made her life matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story of Gretchen Anthony and David. She's so good. Anthony. Well, that's the, that's the sad thing about all of this is that I, there was a lot of, I mean, it just, the compo I just such a big I don't even I don't even have the words. Things could have been so much different had he sought help. Yes. Yeah. For I mean like obviously, you know, something and, and like I said, my empathy ends when a crime is committed. 
99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of the time. Um, but I am empathetic to the fact that he obviously had some undiagnosed mental mm -hmm. disorders that needed to probably be taken care of much, much earlier than it was. And our outcome could have been completely different. Um, but it just, yeah, that just, no one wins in that situation. No, no, no at all. I'm just glad Kobe's, Kobe's good. Kobe's good. Moral and I'm assuming story. the daughter's good. I know there's probably not a lot better with her there's being a minor. There's not a lot. No. Yeah. It was very hard to find. And I didn't want to dig too much because I don't want to dig too much. And you don't want to, yeah. you, you need to be respectful. Either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a bubble that they can yeah. live in based Absolutely. on what horror has found. But I do love that it was resolved so quickly within a week. Yeah. Ish. They well, had in, already arrested him. Yeah. And within eight months, they said, okay, good. Yeah. We've got it all figured out. And I'm amazed. I mean, like I said, I'm amazed because the entire world, it was like, mm -hmm. it was like an impotent nightmare. I mean, nobody could decide what they were going to do. We couldn't even decide if we were going to leave our house to go to the grocery store. Yeah. We couldn't even decide how we were going to wipe our butts because we were out of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. And Please. so. <laughs> but in the meantime, so great job to everybody involved in this yeah. case because while the world was basically falling apart, these people were like, not on our watch. This guy is yeah. not going to get it. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. So there we go. There we go. So solved and are yeah. done. Yeah, and we're going into we're going into the grateful season. So I'm grateful oh, that this one like this best. one was solved. Oh, I like that. Yes, grateful, thankful, blessed. Live, love, love. Ah, I hate that <laughs> one. Cool. Today's a good day to have a good day. Oh, these are awful. Yeah. This is why we're not going to get murdered, because we look at those and it's the people that say live, laugh, love. <laughs> Somebody's Listen. watching it going, I say live, laugh, love. That is good. That is, you live in your live, laugh, love truth. You live, you laugh, you love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. On, on that note. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye.